So there's like two things I want to touch on. First, did, <laughs> did you say that 15 minutes ago? I don't think we got to yeah. thing number two. <laughs> yeah. So the first, did a therapist, did you talk to a therapist about this money thing? Not about money. No. About a whole lot of other things. Yeah. But did a therapist kind of help you realize this? It was more about, it, more, it came down to like... So we were talking before, I'm really into like the personal finance community, you know, and understanding like what money means to me and what financial independence would look like. Does that look like sitting on a couch? Does that look like traveling? Does that look like starting more businesses? Like what does retirement look like to me? Mm -hmm. And what are the decisions I'm making to get there? And so it was all of like that self kind of analysis. And then also realizing I was having very kind of oversized reactions. Mm to catalysts that were coming up, like, yeah, who loses their mind over a roof leak? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we all have like little weird things Triggers. that trigger us because I've seen it with other, uh, investors in mm-hmm. our wealthy investor community. But so second thing I was going to touch on was there was a quote or I was listening to some motivational speech where most people see successful people and who they think is who they think are successful and they think, Oh, they were just born that way. (gasps) But in reality, they weren't, they had to grow into that person. So even though you might be like kind of nervous to take on more debt or take more risk, you know, eventually I think you'll, you'll take baby steps and and move the needle. Cause money's an amplifier. Exactly. So like if you can handle a small amount, well, you can also handle a big amount. Well, and yes. given that I could handle a small amount well yes. and grow a business <laughs> without much and still manage it. Like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing that I, I, uh, a lot of people don't take into account when they're investing is you actually, I love how you use air quotes. <laughs> I don't understand what these air quotations mean. <laughs> investing because is real. It's not investing is real, but I think what most people do, do is not investing. Like when they buy a house to me, that's not an investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah There's okay. no, re- there, you're not getting a return, mm-hmm. right? You're a primary residence. Uh, yeah. Primary you residence. You're not getting a return. Uh, when most people put money in a 401k to me, I don't see that as a, that's a, that's a gamble to me. <laughs> oh, I went on a yeah. date one time with this guy who was like, the stock market's a gamble. I was like, check please. Yeah. Like, for the love of yeah. God. I'm that guy. I am that guy. So, so th- what I was going to say was most people don't understand that if they want to become financially free, I'm just using that for you. Thanks. Um, you should focus first on making more money. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. The more money you make, the faster you could reach your goals and the more money you have, it's easier to double. Yes. Yeah. And when I started on my personal finance journey, when I was like, I'm tired of this, um, I actually first looked at things like couponing and budgeting and saving taxes. And then I was like, or investing. Yeah. Or credit card hacking, like, and like my 401k. But then there's like, there's only so much I can contribute to a 401k. There's only so many trips I can take in a year when I, travel hack. I can only cut so many 30 yeah. cent coupons. Like yep. none of this is moving the needle. Yep. <laughs> what yep. Really? Yep. Or you could only invest so much yeah. with $10,000, $10,000 yeah. in real estate. Guess what? It ain't going to get yeah. you far. Yeah. Yeah. No. Even a hundred thousand dollars. It doesn't do that. It much. doesn't do that much. In a short period of exactly. time. Exactly. So that's why when I started investing, I was no, air flipping because <laughs> flipping is an investment. So I was Flipping because I was like, okay, if I could turn this $50,000 into $100,000 in the next four months, 
That's a big difference. If I spend this $50,000 and go buy a, a cheap home in Cleveland, Ohio, and make $500 a month, that's going to be $6,000 a year. And then you're, you're expenses. To, to hold it for 72 it, years exactly. in order to make what you could make on three flips. Exactly. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's why I was like, all right, I learned, I kind of learned this from Ryan. It's like, you know what? I'm going to go all in with my money and I'm going to keep doubling it. That was my goal. Every flip was a double. If I put 40K in, I'm trying to get 80K total back. And I kept doing that and doing that and doing that until I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, I have seven figures in the bank. Guess what? Like, if I wanted to have seven figures in the bank buying rentals, that's going to cost tens of millions (laughs) of dollars. Yeah. 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 It's not going to happen. Yeah. So that's that's my my issue with a lot of these uh, personal finance channels is they talk about saving a lot, but they don't talk about like, Hey, you actually need to go out and make money and you don't need to work at a job for 50 years and put money in your 401k and all that crap. Like, I just don't believe in that. Yeah. So I think there's there, yeah, there's a clear delineation. So like personal finance talks about what to do with the money that you have. Yeah. Whereas real estate is more entrepreneurship and talks about how to create how to make money. Yeah. And so that is a little bit of the difference. I mean, Mm. I think like with like my day job and stuff, our kind of thought processes learn how to manage your money first. Yes. And then I'm the opposite. I'm like, learn oh how to goodness. make money first because you again, can manage the shit out of your $10,000. Yeah, but, but again, money's an amplifier, right? Uh-huh. So if you don't know how to manage money, whether you have 10,000 or a hundred thousand, that's not even that much, a million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's, you're going to be making the same. I've, and I've seen that with investors who don't know how to manage money, like whether yeah. they're playing with their own small pool or other or, people, if they don't know how to manage it, yes, it's still a problem. But what's more important, managing or making? You I would can, say making. Okay. I say managing because you can really? make all, if you, you can make all you want. If you don't know how to manage, it's going to be gone anyway. Okay. You could manage all you want, but if you don't know how to make money, then you're going to be stuck. I mean, that is also true. Exactly. I can see your point. Exactly. Can you see? We, we can agree to disagree. Uh, you yeah, are not no, going to agree to disagree. <laughs> okay, fine. I would say it's like a 90-10 because like I said, if... 90-10 in favor of you? Yeah, yeah. 90-10 okay. because, because I've... We are in Vegas. The house rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, I just really... Because I grew up uh, without money. Right. Mm. Um, I watch my mom cry all the time saying, you know, like, uh, I can't pay this. I can't pay that. Like, so that got stuck in my head as a young man. Like, oh, like my mom doesn't have money. I can't go spend money because my mom doesn't have any money. So I need to make money. And then as I started making money, I was like, oh, I don't want to spend because I grew up with this like broken mindset of like, oh, save your money because we don't have it. Right. And you didn't listen to it. You No, I did. Okay. I did listen to it for a long time. And but I rem- you broke out of that because that's that's where like I spend a lot of my time as well. Like it's the struggle to spend. Exactly. So look at that common ground. Common ground. <laughs> yeah. But so really quick. So when I was uh, 17 years old, I had like three jobs. Right. So I would work at Pizza Hut and then I would work at Sonic and then I would work at the movie theater. Right. So I would bounce between three jobs. I would take the bus 30 to 45 minutes a day back and forth through all these jobs. Right. I did that for like a couple of years. 
during that whole time, I never spent money on food. I would eat Pizza Hut every day for free. I would mm. eat Sonic and then I would eat popcorn. I didn't, when people would go to the gas station to buy a $2 Arizona and a $1 bag of chips, I'm like, oh, well, that's like an hour of my time because right. I get paid $5 an hour. So I don't want to do that. So I did that for years. And then I, I saved up like $30,000 by the time I was like 18 or something that's like that. Wild. That's yeah. awesome. It's, it sounds great. Right. But then I s- stayed there for another five years until I was 25 And then I was like, dude, like I have a job. I cannot quit because this is all the money that I have. And like I said, I saw what Ryan was doing Mm -hmm. where there's cycles in real estate where you have to go all in. Pretty much like where we're heading into slash where we kind of were last year. Yeah, where we were in 2020 and 2021 and beginning of 2022. Oh, even end of 2022, I think when the interest rate, at least in my market, when interest rates were increasing, people were scared to buy. Like, Yeah, no, I'm saying that's when you're not supposed to go all in. You're supposed to go all in when it's low. Yeah. So when I started flipping, I was like, okay, well, this is working. And then when they lowered interest rates in 2020, 2020, right? I remembered as a uh, realtor in 2015, my brokers and all my uh, fellow realtors would talk about the good old days before the market crashed, how it was so easy and everyone was making all this money. People had planes, all this crap. So I was like, man, I can't wait till it's like my turn to do this. Right. So I remember 2020, they lowered interest rates and Ryan was like, this is going to be good. So (laughs) at that point, that's when I was like, okay, bankruptcy or millionaire, because this is my shot. I only have a limited time to make a lot of money in a short period of time. So I was broke for two years, kind of like how you said, oh, I don't have anything in the bank, but I got all this money moving around. Like, I never realized how much money I had because I was putting everything into flips yeah, and it worked out. Yeah. So what I want the listeners to understand and you to understand (laughs) is you're not guaranteed three, five years from now. You're only guaranteed your abilities and what you have right now and the market that you have right now and the relationships you have right now. So you need to leverage it as much as possible. I feel like you should be able to get $10,000 in passive cash flow in like a year. I think you could if you do it right. What do you think? <laughs> I think I think I know what that takes and that's a little bit terrifying. Why is it terrifying? Because of leverage. Why? Because I like having stuff paid off. I don't But not, do you do you like stuff being paid off or do you want to be financially free? I know. Yeah. Yeah. There's security and yeah. then there's, you know. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So it's definitely moving away from that a little bit. Yeah. To well, yeah, or pushing yourself to 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 do those things. Yeah. I feel like, so for me, life is like a book, right? There's chapters. I had my broke chapter. I had my go all in chapter. I had my chapter where I lived in California and I just moved to Las Vegas in January. So... You just got to figure out what chapter are you at? You know, are you going to stay in the same? Are you going to just have a boring ass book with a long ass chapter? <laughs> Literally never. <laughs> have you heard that phrase before? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but also I think that goes back to like what we were talking about before. So there's like two options. One is to extend those boundaries to make sure that you are more comfortable taking more risk. Yeah. But then also continuing to work with yourself because I don't want 
part of the thing that scares me is going back to a place where I struggle with my mental health. Right. So it's like continuing. Yes. I I hear what you're saying. And I do agree. I should be taking more risks. There are ways to do so safely. Exactly. Because I'm sure taking risks for you is not the same. Yeah. So yeah, I think it, it, you are right. But also figure out how to do it in a way that works for you. Exactly. So this is not like, I think what you're saying could also be interpreted in different ways. Exactly. Like you're saying, go all in. That That is a very different thing for different people. Exactly. You know, so yeah. what does going all in look like for you? How can you push those boundaries and make yourself uncomfortable a little bit because mm-hmm. that's okay. Exactly. Being a little uncomfortable is yeah. okay. Yeah. Also work with what you know you need at a foundational core level yeah. a little yeah. bit. Don't ignore that. 